From Rochester, New York, the city that knocks him dead with Susie B, Freddie D, and the Mount Hope Cemetery, this is FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. Starring Billy DeTori, Tanya Metris, and Chris Frank in stunning grayscale. And here's your host, Chris Frank. I you do know, recall hearing that yeah. one now. You know, what's funny to me is because in Stunning Grayscale, is kind of a, it's a reference to black and white television, mm-hmm. but Game of Thrones has its its version of leprosy is called Grayscale. So, so <laughs> it's just, either it's black and white or you have leprosy. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with black and white at the yeah. moment, you know, because... But there's not very much white leprosy on that, pieces on that head keep of hair of me. Hmm? There's not much white over there. No, I, I'm surprisingly not gray yet. I'm, I'm wondering how that I got so lucky, but I'm not going to question it Thank too much. Thank your mom. No, because my mom was going gray at 21. But isn't... Uh, Actually, oh, wait, I started no, going gray ma- really early, too. Yeah. But, oh, wait, that's male pot- pattern baldness. You yes. inherit from your mom's side. Well, so that's the thing. Is like, mom- if, if I had gotten my hairline from my mom's side of the family, I, w- I should be looking like Jean-Luc Picard right now. But I that don't. That would be sexy. Well, I don't know. I, I look like God's roll-on. <laughs> Six foot five, yeah. 250 and bald. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. You're the rock. Yeah, there you go. Mr. Clean? You know, that man's (laughs) bicep is bigger than my waist, okay? (laughs) No. (laughs) Mr. Clean. (laughs) Yikes. All right. Anyway, hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to see you guys. I'm on vacation. You're on vacation? Congratulations for being on vacation. How was your vacation, Billy Bill? It was awesome. I spent a week at Jazz Fest, staying nice. up late like a grown-up, not having to get up at 3.30. Oh, that's fantastic. Woo-hoo. And that how is... did that feel? It feels awesome. You know, when I'm on vacation, one of my goals, it doesn't always work, is to not go to bed until Polly gets up. <laughs> <laughs> and Polly gets up at what time? About 2. About 2? <laughs> yeah. But isn't he up a couple times during the night anyway with a baby? Yeah, oh, baby, yeah. Yeah. Baby, oh, yeah kids yeah. wreck everything. Well, you know, I know. So do five-month-old puppies. Well, yeah. She's she's giving me a run for it lately. I'll tell you that much for it. It's good to have the kids around to help out. Mm -hmm. She's still not used to Ian yet, but but her and Jules have bonded. I say, when when the kids are around, she's Jules' dog, and I just pay for everything. It's basically how it works. And then when Jules is with her mother. Like a kid. Yeah. And then when Jules (laughs) is with her mother, then she's like, okay, I'll hang out with you, I suppose. You know? Well, isn't it um, that Australian shepherds, like, bond to like one person primarily and mm-hmm. then it'll take a while to yeah. develop that second bond yeah they're they're very loyal and devout dogs so you know and yeah, jules yeah. is the one she picked it's okay Jul- jules is her human and i'm and i'm perfectly fine with that too i'm a little, a little bummed but you know what i'll get past it she still has a love machine for me too you know oh, she, yeah. she'll cuddle up and whatnot but anyway velcro and dog and um, sneakers and sneakers. Yeah, well, all dogs love shoes. I don't know what it is, but man, they're You'll all about You'll have to shoes. start putting them in the closet. Yeah, well, that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. So you guys are on vacation. I, you know, we, we were talking about vacation at my office the other day, the, the day job. A couple people went on vacation recently. And I have gone out of town on trips on three or four occasions in the past 20 years. But the actual last genuine vacation I've ever taken was in 1997. <laughs> and so, wow. 1997. 22 years ago. Yes. So I think I'm a little bit, I, I think I'm due for a vacation soon. I think. I, I think yeah, the, you've taken vacation days where you've uh, been yeah. able to putter around the house and get some stuff done at right. the house. But you haven't taken anything to I haven't had relax. a proper vacation. You know, I think the closest I've ever had to vacation, I was in Florida about a five, years ago. five years ago for a wedding. wedding. And I performed at the wedding. And and Erica, my ex-wife, was uh, like the maid, maid of honor. And so she was busy all day. We were busy all day for getting ready for the wedding. And then there was there was a span of about three hours the day after the wedding where Erica went into town to, to spend some time with the bride, her friend. And I went to the pool. And and I sat by the pool. And I listened to music on my, my, uh, my phone. And I read a book. And then I got up and went back to doing stuff for the weekend. But so I've had three hours of vacation in 22 years. You know, a, a great nerd vacation. I'm going to recommend one to Please you. do. Fan Expo in Toronto. Ooh, there's it's a good idea. It's towards the end of August, and it's a nerd paradise for four days. And that's August, you said? Yeah, Isn't towards the end like of August. right near um, Labor Day? It's They moved it to the week before Labor oh, okay. Day now. So uh, just... It, it's FC3 times a billion. Oh, I know. You'll, I've heard. It's insane, and you'll have so much fun in it. Any type of nerdum you want to uh, explore, it's mm-hmm. there for you. All right. And it's I, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Okay. So. 
I'm going to take that recommendation, especially because at the end of August, it's a it, you know Labor Day weekend's typically my birthday. Typically. Typically. It'll well, because be Labor birthday. Day Labor Day rotes, rotates around a little bit, so sometimes it's the day before Labor Day, sometimes it's a couple days after. I'm, I think see. I'm actually on Labor Day. This, no, no, last year I was on Labor Day. Strangely enough, on leap Yours years is the it's second, Memorial right? Day. Yeah. You What's hit. that, Billy? So strangely enough, on leap years it's Memorial Day. But... Yeah. Let's see. Oh wow, I'm on Labor Day this year. Look at that. Mm-hmm. My mom went into labor on Labor Day. Hmm. At least for this year, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and it started out with Jerry Lewis singing "You'll Never Walk Alone," <laughs> which is odd, weird. Yeah. Yep. So oh, September second, Labor Day, will be Christopher's birthday. Yeah. There you go. Let's broadcast that to the world. Forty nine. Forty nine. Yeah. I celebrate One my birthday. I celebrate my birthday with Keanu Reeves, Selma Hayek, and tennis player Jimmy Connors, among Hence, several several people. The John Wick look. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm. I think I might be shooting for John Wick for Halloween this year. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, all right. So a quick announcement, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to jump into the business of the day. Uh, at this point, uh, we have an announcement about Monkey Business uh, as a podcast. Uh, we wish to uh, say farewell to our producer, Sherry Elbersky. Uh, thank you for many, 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 many uh, months and weeks and of tirelessly figuring out how to deal with us morons and uh, bringing us great content and people to interview and things to talk about. Uh, Sherry has moved on to other projects, and so we wish her well, wish her awesome success and uh, all the best. Uh, but that leaves a little bit of a hole in how we kind of work our magic over at this end of the things. So we are going to start beginning our, our campaign because we're D&D players. And we, it is we a volunteer on. position. It's a volunteer. Every, see, <laughs> every here's the thing. Position right now every <laughs> position in the Mighty Monkey Corporation is a volunteer position. Uh, everybody's doing this for the love of it. Um, so we want to make sure that's clear. But we are looking for a person who would like to step in and be our new producer. Um, so you know, if you have the ability to make connections and uh, call folks and, and uh, orchestrate content and make sure that we're not using the same question of the day four weeks in a row, stuff like that. Trying to herd these kittens. Trying to herd these kittens uh, and, uh, and you know, see what you can do to, to deal with us. Uh, that would be great. Uh, let us know. You can email me directly. At Chris at FC3ROC.org. And you can copy Tanya in on that, Tanya at FC3ROC.org. Uh, so let us know if you're interested or know somebody who might be wanting to work with some nerds. Uh, and uh, we'll go with it from there. So not a great rush. We're not like one of those deadline kind of things where we have to have somebody by a certain period of time. Uh, but uh, we would like to have somebody to be able to help us out with that so that it's one less thing we need to to worry about so that's a thing uh we we no longer have a producer and we would like to get one so if you know anybody or if you yourself are interested email one of those previously mentioned addresses so we're going to take a quick break when we come back we are going to have a little discussion about anti-heroes who they are what they are and why are they so much fun to watch help i need somebody <laughs> yes yes not we need just help. anybody I'm sorry to our listeners that had to hear me sing. <laughs> Hopefully they didn't hear me too bad. Ah, you were wonderful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's not as good as you singing American Pie. Uh, I'm going to try ah, to find another My song. microphone. Again? Yes. Ah! It's going limp. I think that it has more to do with Tanya than the microphone. Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> wow! That was, that was scalding right there. All right, are we in? We're here? We're here. here. Hello, Newman. The anti-hero. Oh, no. Tanya, do you have a definition over there? I saw you looking it up earlier. They can be a jerk, Uh even have every characteristic of a villain. But because of them, success wouldn't be possible. They're still considered to be good guys. All right. The classic one right now, the one that everybody's focusing on the most, would be Deadpool. Deadpool. Uh, Wolverine is also in comic book lore is considered an anti-hero Venom. more often than not. Venom. See, Venom was a villain for a very right. long time. Only I, recently has he had his renaissance to become kind of an anti-hero. See, in my head, he was a villain. Yeah, he's always been I a villain. No, I, I missed the part where he became sort of an anti-hero. That, I think it, that's kind of what... movie. Yeah, that's what it's this the mo- new movie. Oh, but also, in, here's the thing, is, is the symbiote that influences Venom uh, was a villain for a very long time when bonded with Eddie Brock. And then he was bonded with... The symbiote was bonded with somebody else. But now it's it's... Currently in the in the comic book lore is bonded with Flash Thompson, you know the 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 guy who bullied Peter Parker back in the day, but then became a war hero, lost his legs uh, in Afghanistan, I believe, if I'm getting the story correct, 
and somehow or another bonded with the symbiote and the symbiote gives him legs and weapons and all sorts of cool stuff. And he's actually joined the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, as a hero. So he's trying to make do or make good for all the things that he's done, uh, which leaves the other symbiote carnage and et cetera, et cetera, to be the uh, the bad guys. Um, but in the Tom Hardy movie, Venom really has become kind of the the anti-hero. It's someone with sort of an unlikable qualities who you still sort of wind up liking anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the original, and you'd never think of him as an anti-hero, Archie Bunker. That's true. That just popped what into an my interesting head. thought oh that my is. God, he was such a jerk. He was, but you know, he was he was he looked out dun, for people dun, though. Dun, 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 dun. That that is an interesting because I don't even think of stuff like that. You think of action and sci-fi and comics and stuff like that are where there's most prevalent. Um, we well, look at Clint Eastwood and all the those things like high Dirty Harry. But you ca- you cared about him, and there yeah. were times where he showed his softer side, and yeah, you realize why maybe he was the way he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great Mel, Mel Gibson movie, uh, Payback, oh, where he plays that guy I Porter. Love- that was just a great movie, and and you know he's he's an anti. He was a not a nice guy, right? And but he just wanted to make good, and he was plowing his way through the bad guys to get you know just some sort of satisfaction at the end of the movie. He just wanted that one goal met, and that was it. So what is that about the antihero that's so appealing, guys? They're multifaceted. In what way, do you think? And that something a, a hero like Superman is all good. I think with an anti-hero, excuse me, you see flaws that are common in everyday people uh-huh. and the people that you run into in real life. And not it's it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. There's shades of gray, and there are times you like the person, the the character, and your root form, and there's times where. You wish they were different. Mm-hmm. Well, like looking at it, it's like jumping onto what Billy says um, on the most likable movie antiheroes on Ranker. Um, they possess villainous qualities, yes, but there's usually complex reasons behind their madness. There's a reason why they're doing what they're doing, such as Loki. He was adopted. He was whatever. He Acting always. Out. He was always thought he wasn't necessarily as good as in. Thor because he wasn't mm-hmm. the golden child, whatever, and so. So he needed to do all those things in order to stand out and things like that. But of all the devilish things he did, he still truly, quote unquote, loved his brother. And and you can see it in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It's like, can we do help? Can we get, get can we help? Get help? <laughs> no, no, it's, no, a, it's I humiliating. Like I don't want to do that one. <laughs> so you you can see where mm-hmm. there you you just can't help but root for them at times. Would would Thanos even be an antihero to a particular degree? I think uh, so. He, yeah. Yes, I think he had an actual reason for what he did. Right. And I think that's what set the MCU apart from so many other comic book movies is that the villain wasn't your usual two-dimensional, I'm the bad guy, I want to break something, you know, try and stop me. Eh. There were reasons. All Most of the villains that I've seen in the MCU have always had a reason. You know, except for Malekith, they kind of yeah. cheesed that one in Thor the Dark World, where he was just basically, nope, I want destruction. Ah, break everything. Even like Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, it, the one I was going to bring up, Silver Surfer and Galactus. Oh, there my, you my go. favorite He's character, not a cloud. the guy that's not a cloud. He's not a cloud. He he uh. was someone that was leaving his <laughs> his doomed planet mm-hmm. and got caught in an energy burst, and he destroyed the planets because he was hungry. Thus, right. I hunger, and he, he needed a Sentinel, a uh, Silver Surfer, mm-hmm. who uh, offered to be his Sentinel in order for Galactus to not devour his world. So Silver Surfer went looking for other planets for Galactus to eat in exchange for uh, Galactus not devouring his world. Right. And Well, when I was talking about this yesterday, because I'm like, oh, what are we going to be talking about? And I'm like, oh, anti-hero type thing. And so I, I asked Randy, I'm like, what would be an anti-hero or whatever? And then he's like Deadpool and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. But then I'm looking at this Ranker.com, the movie anti-heroes. The very first one on the list is Han Solo. An anti-hero. He's yeah. A, he, you know, I see it. He, Absolutely. He initially, he was in it for the money. Yeah. He he, he was a smuggler. He was mm-hmm. like, hey, whatever, the charming, what a charismatic type thing, but mm-hmm. he just wanted to be paid, but he came back at the end and like, okay, but he, you still see that he's got all those scoundrel type qualities right. that go through all the movies, but yeah, he ended up becoming the hero, but initially he was that anti-hero. He just wanted to be a good dad. <laughs> Until he got dead. 
Um, so then the next one is Jack Sparrow. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's an obvious one. So then we saw Deadpool, of course. Mm-hmm. That's a given. I don't know who Tyler Durden is. Tyler Durden Fight is Club. the Brad Pitt character from okay. Fight Club. All I know is rule number one is you don't talk about Fight Club. Mm-hmm. So okay. It's easier for you since you've never seen the movie. So I think we're going on. You don't have to talk about that. Yes. Go ahead. Moving on. Um, uh, Jeffrey Lebowski, the dude. The dude. Yeah. There's an anti-hero. He's is, is it just because he's sort of... Uh, Lazy, or I, mean, I what, think so. The, I think it's more because makes he, him an anti-hero. Um, because he's so antisocial. I think, for, well, not so antisocial. He's just so not interested. He doesn't give. A, he, he doesn't, give doesn't give a rat's ass really more often than not. He just wants to go about his business and be left alone. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Well, okay. you know. so you're an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. Billy's our anti-hero. <laughs> um, Who's and, next? Um, then the one that Billy mentioned earlier, Severus Snape. Oh, Mr. S- uh, Professor, Professor Snape. Snape. Professor Snape. Snape. Yeah. Yeah, Professor yeah. Snape, the anti-hero. You always wanted to hate him. He was always supposed form. to be the villain, and then at the last minute, you find out he's the anti-hero. Yeah. You know, it's like, wait, what? What? Huh? huh? Um, Eric Draven. I'm assuming that's from The Crow. Yep. Okay. There's an oh yeah, there's a very dark story. It's a very interesting one. The the comic books and the one. graphic novels are a lot better than the movie. There's many of them if you watch wrestling at all. There's yeah. a lot of anti-heroes in wrestling. True. Are they called heels? No, oh, sometimes no. They're, they're, they're tweeners, actually. They're, there's a character you call, there's baby faces, heels, and tweeners. The tweeners sort of can run the line between the two between, worlds. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm learning something new today. There you go. Jules Winif- Winfield? Oh, Paul it, Phil. from Pulp Fiction. Fiction. That's uh, Samuel Jackson's character. Yeah, both, both him and uh, John Travolta's character. Yeah. Yep. So see, now we're going totally out of the box than what we <laughs> thought you were going to do. Digging it. Um, The Bride. The bride from Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Uma Thurman's character. Mm-hmm. Beatrice. Beatrix with an X. Beatrix with an X, of course, because it's I Quentin think. Tarantino. No, I might be wrong. No, it's Beatrice Kiddo. It is Beatrice, yes. Yeah. You're right. Beatrice Be- Kiddo. Beatrix was in um, um, Harry Potter. Yes. Yes. Bellatrix. Bellatrix. Was, she's uh, definitely no a villain. There's no such thing as Beatrix. He, she's a villain. She's yeah. definitely she's a villain. villain. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so okay. Uma Thurman's character in Kill Bill is mm-hmm. an anti-hero because she just wants to kill Bill. And yeah. she doesn't care who's in the way, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, I've actually seen all those movies. Yes, I have too. Oh, they're fantastic. They are. Um, the man with no name. From uh, Clint Eastwood. It's a Clint Eastwood character. Okay. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> what? She doesn't I, like those spaghetti westerns. I, especially the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, and the wookie. Actually, I, I have one. The uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, there you go. There's a misunderstood at, at creature. Based on uh, The Shape of Water, which is such a good movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard oh, about it. Oh, it's so good. My mom has seen that movie, and she yeah. thought it was amazing. So that tells me something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they have The Joker. The Joker is an anti-hero? I, I, I'm not sure about that I one. sort of debated that one in my head as I was thinking about it, uh-huh. because he has a reason. Him and Batman are like yin and yang. They're the same person, sort of, uh-huh. with different... Um, uh, they different have, delivery. Yeah. I. Does that make your boy himself, Batman, an anti-hero then? I think so. Not, think, he's not just gruff and, and rude, and, you know, and... and now, Batman's definitely an anti-hero. The Joker thing... I to me, what makes a good villain is they ha- almost like Thanos. We we brought him up. Mm-hmm. He has a reason to why he he wants to do the things he does. Um, the Joker, maybe because he's crazy like Deadpool. You know, he's insane. He okay. can't help himself. I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel any so- any sorry at all for? The Joker's predicament as a human being. I think I feel more sorry for the Riddler than the Joker. Or at least now, is that because of his representation in the Gotham, Gotham. TV series? In, in Gotham series. Because I never really got that feeling of, of empathy with him in any of the other media. Well, I think if media. you go back into whatever one, um, when Jim Carrey was playing the Riddler, mm-hmm. that he had all these ideas, but he was just like pushed off to the wayside. Right. He was that weird scientist, and mm-hmm. he just was forced to it seemed to me that um looked down upon because you know just like felt odd and out of place and so he rebelled he rebelled and so but i did say, you did, i don't i wouldn't see necessarily him as the anti-hero I mean, the, mm-hmm. the cat woman is actually more of an anti-hero yeah because she walks that line yeah. between you know she just wants to get by but then there's also days where she's just she joins in and she's the especially like in anne hathaway's version of it mm-hmm. you definitely see the the anti-hero qualities where she's like very exasperated, but she gets involved anyway to help out. Or if yeah. you've ever read uh, Year One 
Frank Miller's. Uh, I did not. Frank, Frank Miller. I yeah. Seem right. Did he write Year One? Mm-hmm. He wrote the Dark uh, Dark Knight. I'm sure somebody will correct us if we're wrong. Yep. And that'll be good. Uh, um, and I'm just but, going yeah. by this this website, and people can agree or disagree with it to their heart's content. Next mm. one would be Leon from The Professional. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't they have Natalie Portman in it? Natalie Portman was one of her first, her first, first movie first, roles. She was little. And yeah. then, of course, Loki is the next one. Okay. Then the next one is V. V for Vendetta. Oh, yeah, that's an obvious one. Yeah. The one I love next, the Boondocks, the Boondock Saints. Oh. The McManus Brothers. The McManus Brothers. Oh, my God, they're amazing. <laughs> you know, the, I second, just, I, I, the second movie was not as good. good as the first. Not as good as the first. But, but they were like, who? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I, going back to sitcoms, because I... Would someone like uh, if either of you watched The Office? I not really. Not, no. Not oh, well. Okay. Then then I'll Dwight. Spare <laughs> are you, th- are my, you uh, thinking about Dwight? My theories. No. It was, or Michael. Actually, not Dwight, Michael, and Ricky Gervais's uh, uh, character in the original British version. Um, why is his name escaping me? But and now uh, Ricky Gervais's character in Afterlife is definitely an antihero. And I, <laughs> okay. But I highly recommend that show. So. Okay. <laughs> Next one is Vito Corleone. Oh, from The Godfather. Huh. Is that, and that's, um, oh, God, Mar- uh, Marlon Brando's character yeah. from the first movie. The anti-hero, huh? Yeah, I guess that would ride the line Mob along boss. with uh, Tony Soprano. I'm sure Tony Soprano's on that list. And I guess you do feel empathy for them as heroes. He's so trying is, to protect his family, provide for his uh-huh. family. So is that the trick, though, is to for a person to be qualified as an anti-hero, there has to be some sort of connection to the, the viewer, to yeah, the reader? Some, the, that that the you person. can't help but root for them for some reason. Mm-hmm. So otherwise, sometimes they're despicable. So otherwise, we're just they're just villains if we can't connect with them. So is that is that mm-hmm. basically the, the definition between uh, anti-hero and villain is, is do we have some sort of relatability? Yeah, I, I, um, Sylvester the cat, when he's chasing a mouse and all of a sudden it's a giant kangaroo. Uh-huh. It's frustrating. <laughs> you get Sylvester's frustration. <laughs> the coyote anti- falling yeah. over the cliff for the millionth time. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know who Randall Patrick McMurray, McMurphy is. What's the... Oh, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I know it was Jack Is that Jack, 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 Jack Nicholson's yeah. character? Okay. But I'm just like, I didn't make a connection because I haven't seen the... I have movie. never actually... Exp- I've never experienced that story in any of its media. He was Not, a... He so was I don't know anything a about a troublemaker it. and an outcast who wound up in an insane asylum mm-hmm. and eventually wound up um, uh, with a lobotomy. Oh, goody. Yeah. It's a, it's a depressing story. And mm-hmm. he, he wanted to help the other... Is inmates the other patients and uh, sort of uh, explore their lives more and 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 spread out and and sort of express themselves more and sort of uh, a mischievous way sometimes. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to skip a couple. Um, then they go into Michael Corleone, um, Ferris Bueller. I'm not Ferris sure. Bueller is the antihero. I because he was the troublemaker in, in school. He, what, what, just be, he uh, he really wasn't a villain. Though. No, That's he wasn't the thing. a villain, but he, he just got into trouble. He he got into trouble. He he uh, sort of egged his his friends on to cause trouble. Am I? Did you hear that? Yeah, it's me. Sorry. Oh, okay. I thought I was doing something wrong over here. In did the mom board. call you? Yeah, my mom called me. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure Hi, she was mom. okay. Um. So then, of course, we um. I think didn't we mention like Dirty Harry? Yeah. So, well, he, not well, yet. It says, but yeah, is absolutely. that Harry Callahan? Yes. Is yes. Dirty Harry okay? Um, then Snake Plissken. Oh, Escape oh. from New York. Such a great movie. Oh, I love that movie. Escape from Can, L.A., terrible movie, but terrible Escape from New movie. York was awesome. Yes. So do you see it? Yeah. Okay. Because he, he was a prisoner. He was a bad guy, but he uh, he decided to uh, take a deal where he would uh, be free from prison if he saved the president's life. Uh, Manhattan is mm. now a prison right. in the future, and he had to... Uh, Fight off other criminals. He was a criminal himself, but he'd be given a pardon if he saved the president. Okay, so then the next one is Celine, which I think is from Underworld. Dion? Underworld. Oh no, S E L E N E. I, sh- I mean, sure, my, uh, that <laughs> Titanic song is awful, but I don't know if that makes her an antihero. <laughs> no, this this is uh, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale's oh, okay. so hot. She was um, okay. vampire. so hot. Right. Anyway, carrying on. I don't know who Henry Hill is. Oh, from uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, that's um, 
Oh, Ray, that's Ray Liotta's Ray, character, yes. isn't it? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. Tony Montana. All right, El Scarface. Pacino from Scarface. You don't watch mob movies, I can tell. Yeah. Seth Gecko. Uh, oh, uh, that's uh, uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Oh, George, oh it's is that George Clooney. George yeah. Clooney some, okay, from Dust Till Dawn. Is that what it is? Yeah. Gordon yep. Gecko is in Wall Street. Okay, wrong, right. Wrong Gecko. Uh, this one I've seen. But... That's a great one too, by the way, because because Clooney is just he's a dick. Yeah. In that in that movie, he's just a dick, but he's like that. He wants to protect his brother, and he wants to just survive the night. And he's going to try and take as many people with him as possible to make sure they all get out of there. That's maybe that's something I like about Tarantino movies is that the characters pretty much are antiheroes. There's yeah. very rarely uh, a purely good person in a Tarantino movie. And when they are, when they are, they just they don't do well in no. a Tarantino movie. They don't survive very long. No, so. there's a new Tarantino movie coming out. I've heard that. that. I'm looking forward to it. And I know that he's working on a Star Trek movie. Yes, he is. And he's promised it's going to be a rated R Star Trek movie, which I can only imagine what the hell that's going to be, a freaking Mexican standoff between the Klingons. I'm just like, oh my God. I'm assuming this is Gunny Sergeant Hartman. Oh, uh, Full Metal Jacket. That's uh, Arlie Emery. The now late. Is that what GNY means? Gunny? Yep. Gunnery Sergeant. Yep. Okay. That's a great character in a very twisted movie. I don't know how Robin Hood would be considered an anti. He robs from the rich and steal. He robs. He's a he's an outlaw. That's so that's a, that's a classic definition of it. Of an anti hero. Yeah, that's outlaw. The, the outlaw who just wants to take care of people. Okay, the next one, um, Elizabeth Salen. Oh, the Salander? the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, okay. She's I, a hacker. Haven't and, seen that. Uh, and she like she's like the equalizer kind of a thing. I think she uses her power. But I I really not I'm not well versed in those those particular stories, but I know that she's a hacker. Uh, and that she does a lot to try and protect the innocent. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to buckle in and, and check those out sometime. <laughs> I really am. There's so many things I have to catch up on one of these days. Okay, Roger Verbal Kent. Oh my God! For one of my favorite movies of all time, The Usual Suspects. Uh, Kevin Spacey's character, um, who I, th- this is gonna be a spoiler moment right here because that whole movie is basically a whodunit. And they always make it look like it's this guy. Oh, it's this guy. It's this guy. And they always keep referring to this ultimate evil, you know, this Kaiser Sosa. And then you realize at the very last minute that this character is that guy. And it's just, it's a freaking amazing movie. It's like my favorite, one of my favorites of all time. Mm, let's see. An anti-hero, though. Oh, hmm. Mr. Glass in Unbreakable. No, nah, he's just a villain. Just a villain? Just a straight up villain at this point. Because he's manipulating to try and create a situation where I, I don't think he's I don't think he's got anybody's better interests at heart it's it's yeah, all ego it's all point. selfishness yeah. he wants he just wants something for himself you know he wants an effect he wants to create a world for a while he was a sympathetic character but you're right it wasn't based on him actually being a mm-hmm. sympathetic person right he, he was playing a role yeah yeah okay so let's jump into some tv series how about lucifer okay from Supernatural or even Lucifer the Lucifer, TV, the TV, TV show. show. Tom Milligan's Lucifer is definitely an anti-hero. I mean, it's a formulaic crime drama. It's another procedural, but then they put the supernatural nuance into fun. it. It's just fun to watch him in action because he, he's so gleefully, you know, bent, as it were. Mm-hmm. Now, and Lucifer in, in Supernatural, I would not call him an anti-hero. He's always... He's, out for his own. He's always out for his... There's a plot. There's a there reason. There is a plot, but yes, he's willing to help somebody out. Because it's because it's going to further his him. own plan. However, Crowley. Crowley is an anti-hero, I can see, because, you know, especially towards the end you know, of, of his run when, when he started helping the boys more than anything else, and he, he wanted to become a demon hunter. Right along with Castiel. <laughs> that was hilarious. Actually, in TV ones, I think maybe Spike might be my one of my favorites. Spike's a good one, yeah, Buffy. from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, Laura, Laura's going, yes, right about now. So, yeah, Buffy, uh, Angel, not so much an anti-hero. He's more just straight-up hero. He's got the hero complex going on. Who's on? The, who else is? Who's next on the? How many more names uh, on this list? I skipped a lot. Oh, you skipped a lot. Yeah, throw another couple more out. Um, because some of these are like, like, because it's like the top hundred, and some of them I'm like, uh huh. Um, no, I want. No, I need to know what some of those are. Which ones didn't make Tanya's list? Yeah, I know. I, seriously, Peter Hayes. Okay, give me some context. I. Have, What's the name of the the TV show? I don't even know if it's a TV show or what it is. It just Peter Hayes. Yeah. Peter Hayes. I don't even know. No reference. Well, it's it's Miles Tell- Miles Teller is the actor. I have not a clue. 
Why did you even bring it up, Tanya? Because you asked. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was trying to blame you. I don't know. I don't well, even let's know. Let's find out. We got you Google guys, at our disposal yeah. here. Okay. Hang on a second. So then um, the professor Peter. from uh, Gilligan's Island. As how's, an anti-hero? How's he the People anti-hero? are adding this list of anti so Because he can't figure out how to... How to he, get off the island? Yeah. <laughs> he, he knows how to make a radio work, but can't What's fix the boat? Calvera? I don't know who that is. I'm still working on Peter Hayes. I am too. From Divergent. Okay, so Miles Teller's character in the Divergent oh, series, okay. Peter Hayes. So an anti-hero. Yes, because he's a dick for the entire freaking show or the entire series. But you know, he steps up to be the good guy uh, to help out towards the end. I think is what it was. It, you know, it's, that, it's it's a trope more than anything else. I don't know. I, w- I don't think I would call Peter an anti-hero. I just I call seen him. A, the ser- yeah, so. I would call him a trope more than anything Unless else. Unless you're talking about Peter Hayes, the professor emeritus of history at Weinberg College. Probably oh, he's not. definitely an anti-hero <laughs> at Northwestern <laughs> University. Yeah, there but you go. But they had Scarlett O'Hara on here. Hmm. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who Alex you know, is. Sometimes I, I, Clockwork Orange. I haven't seen it. I, I have a uh, an admission. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. I, I saw it once, but I was very young at the time. Um, that Alex is Malcolm McDowell's character from Clockwork Orange. Okay, I haven't seen um, Would not consider him, in my personal I, opinion, would not consider him an anti-hero. I'd just consider him a villain that was yeah. glorified. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he has some... It, it The crap that happens to him towards the end, or or thing, things that transformed him into the character he was, you can kind of sympathize to a point, but I don't... I think that's more of a transformative... Um, Thing he, from normal person to villain, you're watching somebody descend into madness rather well, than but then, being mad he... and coming out and helping at the end. So, would yeah. you say was it Cable? Cable from, from the like, Dead, oh Deadpool? yeah uh, the uh, the X X the X Man X X Man the double X Man <laughs> X XL yeah <laughs> the triple X Man. Listen, Thanos, pump the hate breaks. Let's see who else would we have? I know like Don Draper. I, I never saw Mad Men, but no, I neither, neither did I. Uh, let's let me pull up my list. Uh, Anti heroes. I was trying to. Uh, uh-huh. Doesn't matter. Uh-huh. The, the website is taking too long to uh, load. Here, classic sci-fi friends. I got I got a name for you. Tell me what he is. Harcourt Fenton Mudd. Oh, Harry Mudd from Star Trek. Yep, from the original series. What do you yeah. think? Anti-hero or just a dumbass? He, he was more comedic relief in my world. Yeah. Whereas I'm right now I'm looking at a separate list where I'm seeing like Erica Kane from All My Children. Oh, my God, Susan oh. Lucci's character. <laughs> the anti-hero. Mm, Stefano DeMero. <laughs> uh, I, I guess... Hmm. I mean, Dexter's coming up on a lot of lists. Okay. He's a serial killer, but he only kills bad people. What about Cartman and South Park? Cartman is the anti-hero? No, God. <laughs> Let's see what it says. Racist, homophobic, misogynist, and occasionally just plain murderous. Pity poor Scott Tennerman. The demonic child of South Park, Colorado, has spent over a decade as a walking, talking, epithet-hurling avatar for everything extremist in contemporary America. Mm-hmm. That's her description of Eric Cartman. But that is an excellent description. Kind of someone you root for, I guess, on South Park, or he's people's favorite characters by any. Well, I think it's because he's the most expressive of them all. He's the one that says every what everybody's thinking, but it's because he doesn't have a hood over his face, <laughs> covering up his dirty words. Mm-hmm. How about Ralph from Wreck It Ralph? Yeah. I can see that. It's kind of a more fun more fun definition of the like anti-hero. I went to the top 10 Disney anti-heroes. Uh-huh. What, what, well, okay, top 10 Disney anti-heroes? Um, Elsa was number 10. All right. Stitch, I'm assuming, is on that oh, list. Oh, they, they didn't put him on there. But yeah, I would say Stitch, Stitch is, is definitely, definitely an anti-hero, anti-hero quality. Sean had posted a Stitch. Who else is on the Disney top 10? Um, It was um, Meg uh-huh. from Hercules. From, okay. Um, Maui from Moana. Haven't seen that one yet. Um, Cusco. Okay. Iago. Uh huh. Oh, the parrot. The parrot. I finally know one. Get <laughs> out of my my Disney, I guess. Um, Jack Skelling- Skellington. Oh, from okay. My, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. So, uh-huh. right, so people. Yeah. So we're looking at the the theme is you know we've touched on it already a couple of times. 
we're looking at people who are not looking exactly, they're not looking at the world in a, we'll say in a mainstream fashion. They're not interested in being part of society. They're not interested in doing the right thing. They're not interested in, 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 in um, you know, uh, blink bunnies and, and fun things and, and balloons and stuff like that. But there is a journey that these characters have and there's an outlook that they have. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's almost like a moral center or that is either possessed or learned that may be off center from the rest of, of society. But it points them in the direction where they can do something maybe positive or something helpful in, in even despite their, their overall antisocial nature. Is that philosophical enough? How does that sound? Mm-hmm. That's, was that sound uh, intellectual? Well, oh, my they, God. Here they have um, Lewis Bloom, Nightcrawler. Okay. Wait, what? As an anti-hero. Lewis Bloom? Who's that? I, I don't know that name. It oh, w- is, is it from the movie Nightcrawler? Yeah. Okay. Played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not because when you say Lewis expert. Bloom and Nightcrawler, they didn't fix because I'm thinking Kurt Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, so. Who is definitely not an anti-hero. No. Okay, what about The Watchmen? The Watchmen seriously anti-hero. Mm-hmm. All Especially of them. Rorschach. But... Oh, God, Rorschach all the way. Hellboy. Hellboy is definitely an anti-hero. Yeah. I can see that. Um, Punisher. They have obviously. Sherlock Holmes. Punisher, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, the Sherlock Holmes. What, Chris? You're more of a the expert on Holmes. Uh huh. Cocaine addict. Heroin. Heroin. Okay. Yeah, he, but he was an he was an addict, and you know because he knew he was he the the thing about Sherlock Holmes is not only was he smarter than everybody else in the room and more observant than everybody else in the room, he knew it. He knew it beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was the smartest man in the room at any moment in time. And and I think Benedict Cumberbatch's rendition was a lot more poignant in that regard than Jeremy Brett's rendition of it, um, where Basil Rathbone was always the dashing hero, right? But Jeremy Brett and Benedict Cumberbatch brought the fact that this was a damaged, flawed man who had an ego the size of Kansas. All right? and, uh, and he did not have a problem with flaunting that in people's faces. He had it under control. He knew who the bad guy was. He knew the good guys. And he didn't care if people got sacrificed along the way while he was tracking down the villain. So, yeah, I, I, Holmes is definitely a good good anti-hero, in my opinion. I, I was laughing because they have Magneto. Uh-huh. Oh, one. yeah. There's a yeah. classic one. Yep. Absolutely. Um, uh, what else was a little <laughs> But I think it's, that's one of Godzilla. the great- Godzilla. Godzilla is the anti-hero. I, absolutely. <laughs> Abs- I, hands I, down. I, I thought hands of that. Hands down. <laughs> I thought of that over the week when we're, we I was thinking about this topic and Godzilla popped in my mind, and especially in the most recent movie. I don't know if you guys have I seen. Have I haven't King seen it yet. No, I, I'm, I'm waiting for it to come out on video. Uh, B monster no, the, the, movie. The new one. Was oh no, this is definitely an A-list monster yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still not a monster movie. It's person. big, dumb, and beautiful. That was my favorite <laughs> review of it so far. <laughs> but it, it's to quote a line: uh, a scientist goes, "So we're supposed to make Godzilla our pet." No. No, we're his. We are his pet. I'm pretty sure we're his pet, yeah. yeah. So then, of course, the Punisher. Uh-huh. Who we hinted at. And I yeah. think that's one of the things. One of the things that MCU, Marvel, not just the cinematic universe, but Marvel as a comic book uh, production company has done really, really well, is making these characters that have depth and meaning and purpose. And sometimes they are the villain, you know, and, and they have just as much story mm-hmm. and, and connectivity as the hero does. DC, I'm, I, you're better at DC than I am, Billy, so I don't know if, if DC has characters that you can really kind of relate I mean, to in that they, regard. They have over the years. Back in the 50s and 60s, and even earlier, it was black and white, who was good, who was bad. Right. But ever since, say, the mid-70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. with uh, like the killing joke, and mm-hmm. you no, know, where Batman got darker, and the Watchmen showed up, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Green Arrow and, and Green Lantern were uh, the hard-traveling heroes, and uh, Green Lantern was sort of a, uh, um, uh, what's the word? He, he, had, he had some issues with, the or actually, Green Arrow, where mm-hmm. he uh, was sticking up for the lower-class people who were having trouble in society, whereas mm-hmm. Green Lantern... Was more towards the the business, the authority mm-hmm. figures, okay, and they sort of had to work that out. So mm-hmm. as time moved on and things got more political, or you know, society changed, DC definitely did stuff with that. Mm-hmm. So, 
They even have Dean and Sam on here. As antiheroes? As antiheroes. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that to a particular... I, I would call Sam more heroic than his brother, because mm-hmm. Sam's more of the, the thoughtful, empathic one, except for that stretch of time where he lost his soul. But still, you know, you, you I see Sam as more striving to be, you know, to do the right thing all the time, where Dean is the hunter. Right. You know, I'm going to save the people, but I'm going to be an asshole while I'm doing it, is mm-hmm. basically, it's, as far as he's concerned. Tony Soprano showed up on here. Yep, which we who we yep. talked about. We made a mention um, to him earlier. John Constantine. All right. Yeah. Um, Jack Reacher. Okay. Yeah, I see it. I see uh, it. Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer from yeah. 24, yeah. Um, Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Okay. Nowadays, is almost everyone an anti-hero? Because I think that's a society we want. We want dirty. We, want, we, we don't want perfect. We want flaws. Oh. We want them. In our, I mean, in our they even TV tried characters. to turn Superman into an anti-hero. That's, and, and I think that's where DC uh, got it so wrong. Yeah. Was you know you have mm-hmm. to have that one kind of access point, and they turned Wonder Woman into that access point, mm-hmm. but they completely neglected that Superman has been that that beacon in the middle for I mean, so long. I'm, I'm glad to see that DC's finally sort of they've made three good movies in a mm-hmm. row now with mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and um, Justice League. Shazam. No, no Shazam. Mm. And that, that's just, in my opinion, some people didn't like Shazam or Aquaman. It gave me the but feels. I, I, I loved both of them. So I think Jason Momoa's version of, of Aquaman is a, is a touch anti-hero just because of his overall attitude. But I wouldn't call him like a full-on... Anti-hero. Yeah. But definitely he has, he has a hint of it. It's, mm-hmm. There's definitely some qualities well, to it. I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but it says Emily Thorne in um, Revenge. I never really saw it. No. It's, it's really kind of a, a very long range Count of Monte Cristo knockoff, isn't it? Isn't that show? Like something bad happens to her and then she goes on this big, huge plot to get back at everybody? Yeah, because um, her dad was um, framed by the the rich people mm-hmm. in the Hamptons and things like that, and she gets sent off to like foster care or whatever, and she was like kind of psycho a little bit, and mm-hmm. her dad went off to prison um, for embezzling or something when she didn't technically do or whatever, and so mm-hmm. when um, all the investments and money and stuff was left to her, and then she just came back and started taking them out yep. one by one by yeah. one. That sounds like uh, a very Count of Monte Cristo esque kind of story. So, so yeah, um, I can and see then that. Another one that killed me, Grant Ward. Right, the turn. Oh. The tur- but no, he damn didn't, you, did he, MCU. But he didn't really turn back, did he? No. I mean, he was hero, and then he went villain. And then he kind of stayed there, and I don't really... S- and you saw, like, little hints, yeah. uh, but I don't know if it was just playing. And then Malcolm Reynolds. Well, yeah, classic. <laughs> is he an anti-hero, or is he just sort of a cavalier and fun? I don't I don't see him... He doesn't he will, have bad... Well, he will skirt the law in yeah, order to... I to guess so. That, he, yeah, he's, it's yeah. the way he skirts the law, the way he, he uh, flouts authority, but... Try to hurt the innocent, and more importantly, try to hurt one of his crew. Yeah, I guess he's, you're right, in the sort of Robin Hood way. Yes, he very is. That's exactly kind of how he feels, is, is a Robin Hood type of a character. Um, but if you're if you're a bad person doing bad things and you're hurting somebody, he'll, he'll do something about yeah. it. He does not turn a blind eye easily. Another one I liked, Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> oh, I love that call. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. That's fantastic. Just because a fellow likes trash... Loves trash. Oh, he's such a grouch. Yeah. Oh, Oscar. That's uh, hilarious. That's uh, a great one. Al Bundy. <laughs> he's just yeah. a suffering idiot. Yeah. Sometimes there's a there's a fine line between stupid and antihero. Yeah. Maybe dating, going back to Michael Scott on The Office. Mm. Because they don't mean, like sometimes with an antihero, sometimes like you said, they mean to hurt. Mm-hmm. Someone, mm-hmm. whereas I don't think Michael or Al Bundy mean. Well, Al Bundy has cutting remarks for his bonbon eating wife. Yeah. Or well, there is there is a fun scene um, early in David Boreanaz's career. He had a reoccurring role on on Married with Children, playing Kelly's boyfriend. Okay. Uh, just for a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. 
But there is an episode. There is the episode where he's basically busted cheating on Kelly, and they're all in a movie theater together. Oh yeah, I've seen right? that. And and Kelly's trying to be all mature and like and roll with it, and just kind of like, okay, I'm just accept this is this is just a thing, and I'll move on. And then she goes, "Daddy, kick his ass" or something like that, and he just goes like, without okay, even hesitating, okay, without hesitating, he'll go, "Okay," and he gets up and he goes to the back of the theater and beats the crap out of David Boreanaz's character, and then just goes back to his business as you know, as if nothing else had happened. Mm-hmm. And so you have that 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 moment like that, but you see his dedication to his family. Is, is married with children and The Simpsons a whole whole shows of antiheroes? Oh, absolutely. As opposed Just to Happy weird Days. weird character. Well, Happy Days, you're, you don't have an anti-hero in the... Well, Fonzie. Fonzie started out as one, but then he turned into a superhero. Yeah. With yeah. a leather jacket. Yep. And then jumped the shark. Literally. Yeah. After garbage cans. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, Bart Simpson. He, yeah, Homer. Homer. Homer Simpson, yeah. yeah. They had Homer on here. Where? Um One, um, Valkyrie and Thor Ragnarok. Hmm. Yeah. Nah, I don't see her as anti-hero. I see her as somebody who went through the disillusionment of defeat, you know, the disappointment, and 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 uh, and lost her faith, and then had to climb back to it. But once she climbed back to it, you know, she's back to she's back to full bore. She's basically Fat Thor. Yeah, <laughs> except pretty. Yeah, there's that. Um, you know, so I see that as as the 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 the, the journey of the hero rather than anti-hero. Mm. Because she was, she was happy just being the scavenger at that point. I don't think she was doing anything heroic. She was just trying to survive when he found her. So I don't know if I'd call Valkyrie an anti-hero. What about Hulk? Hulk is an anti-hero, yeah. Hulk, Hulk smash. smash. <laughs> Hulk smash. I have an army. We have a Hulk. Yeah. I can see Hulk as an anti-hero. Right up to, you know, the, the movie rendition of him right to the end. You know, suddenly in the last movie, now he's the, you know, the combo He's smart Hulk. Man. Yeah, he's he's got everything from Bruce and the Hulk up wrapped up in one package. That's not an anti-hero. That's just that's Bruce Banner with muscles at this yeah. point. So was he less strong in that hybrid form? Mm, no, because like, didn't he? Oh, I'm he, not going to hit something. Oh, I'm not going to like. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was less aggressive. I think equally as strong though. Okay, because at one point didn't he have the whole. Like something on his, like a mountain on oh, his shoulders. Oh, you hit a building or? on his shoulders because yeah. they'd. Okay, yeah. So I saw that. Okay, but it was really it was um, giant Ant Man, giant man that got him out of that particular predicament. But yeah, I, he was holding up a very large section of building with that. I'm just curious. I was wondering. I had, you know, it was a I think he's less aggressive. Yeah, as smart Hulk, less likely to smash. Right. He's not the force of nature. Just blind, like a blind rage. Because uh, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. Well, Wolverine said it best. Is uh, There was this whole thing. I can't remember what issue it was, but I do remember the quote because people put it into a meme a while back. Mm-hmm. Where Wolverine talks about um, fighting the Hulk. And you know, there's just, there's no not many accounts of being hit, what being hit the, by the Hulk looks like cause, or feels like because there's not many people who can survive it. Uh, of course, with his regeneration ability, he can he, he can tell you what it's like to be hit by the Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, and he's like, the, you know, he goes, that's when you realize you're going toe to toe with a walking earthquake. <laughs> you know, and I thought that was just the greatest comment ever. <laughs> you know, one antihero to another, Wolverine and, and Hulk together. There's there's a pair of them right there. Yeah, two. Uh, yeah, that that's an interesting pairing too. Yeah. So. But. What about uh, like a, a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Zaphod Babelbrox? Not an antihero, just a buffoon who's just he's it, he is he's a foil. I, I see Zaphod not as a as a hero or a main character. He is a catalyst. He's a thing because he's a good time Charlie. He just wants to go about his business, do his thing, have fun, move on. I don't know it, you know when it looked like he had an actual intelligent plan, it was because it was given to him by somebody else. Really? See, I, I while looking at lists uh, in preparation for this, I saw mm-hmm. Arthur Dent on one of the lists, and I don't see mm-hmm. that as either. Yeah, the reluctant hero is what I would call Arthur Dent. I wouldn't call him an anti-hero because Arthur's too proper and nice to to exhibit any true anti-hero qualities. But he goes about his business because he, it's it's British stiff upper lip. He's all right. Well, I'm in this situation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the most of it. Onward and carrying on, I guess. You know, and just. Try to just get by and find a good cup of tea in the process. Jamie and Tyrion Lannister. Jamie and Tyrion Lannister. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Were you guys Game of Thrones? Yeah, people? I watched it. 
I watched it all the way to the end. I'm just saying in regards to literature, <coughs> they had him. They Jamie. Had, they had both Jamie and Tyrion as considered antiheroes. Tyrion I could see because of the way his story unfolds. Jamie is is a, a cautionary tale on fighting your better nature. And, and that's because if you go all the way, again, spoiler moment, um, you see Jamie being the dickhead at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and then he kind of goes through this this journey, uh, but then he fails at the finish line. He, he turns back. So it's not, he's moving towards trying to do the right thing. I wouldn't call him anti-hero because he wasn't doing it in like in a questionable fashion. He was trying to play within the rules and understand his place in it better. But then he regresses at the end. So it's more of a journey aspect than an anti-hero aspect, in my opinion. You guys are both gamers. Are there anti-heroes in gaming? Oh, absolutely. It's called uh, anti-balance. Wait, no, that's Well, just no, that's evil. just evil. <laughs> no, and that's it's going to depend on the player and the character they want to play at the moment. Because I play the heroic oh, types. Hunter's... Uh, um, Hunter's very much playing an anti-hero in your Hunter's Thursday game. Hunter's a cleric on our Thursday game. She's yeah. like all, all out for herself. And then she's like, <sighs> crap. Yeah, now I got to do something to, right. I had, she had to cast mm-hmm. restoration or whatever on Sean in mm-hmm. order. She's like, I don't carry these spells. <laughs> yeah, and that's I think that's a point of play. I mean, you know, it's like I said, depends on the player, depends on the character, depends on the outlook and the situation. But antiheroes in the gaming world, very easy to do. Very, very easy to do. Uh, chaotic neutral. You just yep. sit back and I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe I'll help you. Maybe yeah. I won't. Chaotic I good, even. Chaotic <sighs> good can even do that. So... But yeah, gaming. Sean's very good at movies, TV, literature. Your real life. Real life. <laughs> and my favorite cartoons. Such as? Well, Wile E. Coyote and. Wile E. Coyote and Sylvester the Cat. Sylvester the Cat yeah. and all, all those is, is Fred from Toons. Is Fred from Scooby Doo an antihero? Because really, no. all he's trying to do is find alone time with Daphne. But along the way, I never thought that's just about an that. opportunist. Yeah, it's being an opportunist. <laughs> Come on, let's just get it straight. Actually, Scrappy Dude just wants to fight, and he sucked as a character. Yeah, he was just annoying. Yeah, uh, yeah that's oh, that's true. So, comic books. I wonder if they now uh, video games. I never went further down on this list. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, antihero. Uh, the new one. <laughs> Not so much the old one. Not so much the old one is all like kind of goody goody yeah. type thing. Um. But yeah, I'm like looking at the video game ones. Dante from Devil May Cry series. Don't know it. Uh, Star Killer from um, one of the Star Wars series. Jaina Proudmore. No, just kidding. Jaina Proudmore kind of, her story did end as a kind of an anti hero. Yeah. She was full on hero, but she. Right now she's still hero for slipped me. back. Yeah. And she'll always be one of my heroes. I love that, that character. I think it's amazing. Hmm. Uh, so you think we've greased I, most of this out of this I one? I think so. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Take a break. Oh, we'll, Spawn. Oh. Yeah, Spawn's an anti-hero. That's definite. And, and you know, dear listener, if you have anybody else, feel free to jump the, that into the conversation online. We'll talk to you about it on, you know, on Facebook or whatever. What the heck is Fritz the Cat? Oh, it, it, Ralph Batch, Bashke, Bash, Bashke, uh did a cartoon in the early to mid-70s. It was actually was an X-rated X-rated cartoon, um, but not pornographic. It just uh, was very scatological, and uh, he he was like a Looney Tunes character to the nth degree. There's like racist and sexual jokes and all right. kinds of stuff in there. So and Wikipedia, but it's a cult classic. Wikipedia agreed Batman is antihero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, especially from like uh, the comics, the killing killing joke on basically. So, and we'll be right back. know this song Tanya I actually I don't I don't recognize it is it well, gonna pick up soon that I'll recognize it 
there's a lot of versions of it that have come out in recent years that are much faster. The the beats up a little bit, the, the the ramp it up a little bit more. But this is one of David Bowie's more popular songs. It's actually one of my favorite David Bowie songs. Um, also, I can honestly uh, Jacob, tell you right now, I don't know what it is. Jacob Dylan and his band did a cover of it yeah. for a Godzilla movie. Okay, I haven't seen a Godzilla uh, movie. Um, it, it was big during ne- like nine eleven. A bunch yeah. of bands uh, did it. Well, I'm going to go listen to it. There's a version of it that I I've played often. Uh, when I when you're over at my house, you'll hear it because I play it often. It's in my my YouTube. It's mix. great. I just it's not so something it's I recognize. It's fantastic song. Fantastic because David song. Bowie never did a song called Anti Heroes Here. <laughs> so we're gonna go Heroes. Itches won't stop. Oh, what itches? Back of my hand. Well, oh, it's usually the palm dude. of your hand is for money. Ha, what ha, does ha. the back of your hand mean? I mean, I'm still freaking broke. Did, <laughs> did you get bit by a radioactive spider? Oh. Cool no, things gonna start a radioactive happening? dog. A radioactive dog. <laughs> oh. I wish. <laughs> I am Dog Man Wolf. My ultimate power of peeing on everything. I wonder what the powers of a and dog chewing would everything. be. I just chewing start, everything and I just start chewing you. on my own damn shoes. <laughs> Ew. Let's see, you have the powers of a dog. Hearing, smell. Hearing, sniff, yeah, drooling. Libido. Okay, cool. (laughs) I'm in for dog, man. Peeing on everything. Anyway. Sniffing at every fire hydrant. Hey, Tanya. Hey, what? Let's shift gears. (laughs) Do we have an event coming up, Tanya? We do have an event. In addition to, um, if people have been listening to us and checking out our Facebook page, you've noticed that we have been having Tuesday night game nights at the 585 Rockin' Burger Bar. In addition to those game nights on Tuesdays, on July 27th, from 6 to 8 that night at the 585 Rockin' Burger Bar, we are going to have our cosplay karaoke. Cosplay karaoke. And I hear Billy's probably going to come out and sing. Yay. I'd love to. I would love to have you come out and sing. For us. Um, so, yes, from 6 to 8 that night, um, cosplay karaoke at 8.30. The band Wicked will be taking the stage um, from about 8.30 to midnight. And then at midnight, we're going to continue partying on inside. Maybe we'll play some games at that point. Again, the date on this? It's Saturday, July 27th. And that's from 6 to 8. However, if you have nothing else to do dur- during that day, earlier from 10 to 6 at the... Uh, Mall Grease at Grease Ridge, Ridge Center, which is right near me. I may come th- yes. to that and then in, ride with one of you in to the, the movie, karaoke. In that the works. movie theater wing, we are having our fourth annual Minicon from 10 to 6. So we're going to have vendors and we're in the lolly, next to Lollipop Farms. Mm-hmm. And then from noon to 4, um, wrestler um, Dalton, Dalton Castle. Castle will be in taking pictures, signing autographs, selling merchandise. Um, you can come hang out, meet him, um, photos, autographs, merchandise will be a fee, but other than that, Minicon is free. I Mm -hmm. think we're going to still have our cosplay contest there. We'll have our cosplay parade for the kids, but it's only one day this year. Yep. Only on Saturday. Um, and then as I said, Saturday night, cosplay karaoke, we'll have a 50, 50 raffle. We'll have raffle baskets. $5 $5 cover to get in for the night, which we think is pretty reasonable. Well, at least I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because any other bands that play at the 585 Rock and Burger Bar usually has a $10, $10 Very cover. Very covery. So, so $5 cover charge, um, but come out, hang out from um, with us that day. Check out our um, website, FC3. Um, is it FC3ROC? FC3ROC.com. I'm always usually going to our email, so to mm-hmm. jump over to our website, I just Google just Google FC3, and you can get to our, our um, website to sign up for the song that you want to do for Cosplay Karaoke, because we only have um, a two-hour window, so make sure you get in, because it's going to be first, to have everything first come, up. first serve, so to speak. It, mm-hmm. No 13-minute Freebird song. I was Billy. just going to mention Freebird. <laughs> As he was singing American Pie or whatever. So any questions, um, feel free to shoot us a message. You can shoot. See, now would I be able to do um, Shine On You Crazy Diamond? Because there's only like a two minutes of lyrics on Shine On You Crazy Diamond. And, how- and uh, that, there's like an 18-minute version of that, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you cool. can do the two-minute version of lyrics. Just and then standing you're gone. there for 16 minutes, and yeah. then you sing for a little bit, and then you stand there for another 16 minutes. Well, it's like, I, was like Paradise I'm, by the Dashboard Light. That's a pretty long one. Oh, I oh love yeah, that song. That's I a love great that song. one. Will you, will you take the female vocal? Absolutely. Let me sleep on it. And if I start baby, working on it baby. now, if I start working on it now, I can do the Phil Rizzuto part. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, is that the baseball? Yeah, the the announcer. You know what? I I. Saying that with Sherry was we um, nicknamed it Paradise by the Council Light. Yep. Because we spun it to like a Star Trek reference. Yes. So, but I, I think I've hit everything that we need to do for events. Yep. I. That's good. Yeah. And now, do you want to be a part of this wild party called Monkey Absolutely. Business? Um, How? We we talk about it all the time. We've got our Patreon, which is going to be coming much more and more used. You can start seeing things popping up. You're uh, writing for that, right? I have been writing for that. Yes. And uh, and also sponsorships and it's sponsors. <laughs> at fc3roc.org. If you want to sponsor us, if you want to help us build this business up even further, let us know. Reach out to us. Sponsors at fc3roc.org. They can also jump in on help at yes. fc3roc.org. Or they can reach out to us on our Facebook, or they can... Or Tanya, they are Or they can Chris, come talk to us at 585 Rockin' Burger Bar every Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday nights. On Tuesday nights, because we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, or you can... Free you know, food. Or you can comment on Facebook links. You can just... There's a million ways to get a hold of us. Uh, and just uh, walk down world the streets of Rochester and Nerd go Chris. World News on Monday yeah, there you nights. Go. <laughs> Nerd, Nerd, Nerd World News on, on Monday, Monday nights. nights. So let's see. We we're we have we're coming close to having like a week of programming at this point. We got Monday Nerd World News. We got Tuesday Game Night. Uh, Wednesday Tuesday. Pa- but here's back up real quick because Tuesday is also the regular release of James Irish's uh, video, video game, game blog. blog. So we got Tuesdays are busy. Wednesday is podcast day. Thursday's my gaming day. Thursday's so. gaming days sometimes. Uh, and so we just need to work on Thursdays and Fridays, and then we'll have a full week of programming that you can come you can experience on a regular basis with us. Mm. So maybe that's a good reason to sponsor us because then we'll find ways to fill in Thursdays and Fridays. So there you have it. I've always got ideas. He 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 he. Maybe like a movie night. Maybe a movie night or something. That would be fun. That'd be fun. Be grid. All right. So question of the week, Tanya Fabulous. Wow. Wait. I don't think. What I... fictional traditions or oh. ceremonies do you wish were covered or observed in regular life? Which fictional traditions or ceremonies do you wish were observed? Uh, I don't know, but I think it would be what would be funny. Uh huh. Was um the the statue was on Riza. Oh yeah, the horgon. <laughs> the horgon. So basically, you want to walk through Jazz Fest with a horgon and just say, "Hey." Clothesline Arts Festival, Park F Fest. No, not only, only the Trekkies would get it. Tanya's getting I'm like, a, I'm like I, I don't know, but I just think that would be kind of funny. That is wild coming from you, by the way, because you know. know what that's asking for. I know what that's you asking for. You want to get some. That's funny. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Anything else uh, coming to mind? No, I've been thinking about this at least between yesterday and today, and... You know, I posted that damn question to our podcast board like a week and a half ago. Come on, Does that I mean gave I you have time. To read it? Yes. Oh, sorry. Like yes, this I read is the, it then. I mean, me being the person who never does the homework. <laughs> I know, no kidding. So I read it then, and then I had real life um, get involved. Uh-huh. And then I read it again yesterday, and then again this morning, and I'm still drawing a blank. So oh. I just thought that one was funny. Carrying around a horgon, that would be a good thing. <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was called. How about you, Billy uh, Billy? Come back to me. We'll come back that. to you on that one. Okay, uh, this and this may actually be a thing in pop culture. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Huh. Do you know Sadie Hawkins Day? Yes. yes. I've heard and of how, that. How do you know it? Because it originally originated in Little Abner uh, okay. comic strips. I actually, the first I ever heard of it, there was a reference to it in a Star Trek episode where somebody talked about a Sadie Hawkins dance at the Academy. And that was a thing. Like, I don't know if they actually exist or not, but... Um, it, I want to say when... Uh, not when I was in high school, but when um, Tyler was in school, they had like a Sadie Hawkins day. I think it was like in October or something and, that you had a dance. So it was the girls asked the boys. And I'm wondering how well, the thing. It, it, it started in, in Little Abner in the 30s and at some point became maybe a real thing. I think or so. adopted. And I don't know if it still exists, but as a shy nerd... So life imitated it. art. I, I would really liked if if girls had talked to me more, or I would have known, gotten an idea which ones actually liked me and which ones didn't, because I was in general too shy to talk to them. So 
Yeah, I'm going Sadie Hawkins Day. That works. That's kind of cool. I'll take it. Um, for me, it, 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 I have done some research on this holiday that I'm about to talk about, and I've discovered that it was actually it, it actually kind of has been pulled into existence because there's a lot of people who have been inspired by it. Uh, the first time I was exposed to it was through a webcomic called Crit Alt Delete. Uh, it's called Winter Enmiss. All right. And it takes place usually in the block between uh, Christmas and New Year's. Sometimes Hanukkah is involved. And it's basically a gamer's holiday. It's seven days of just gaming and sharing games with your friends. Huh. And it's all centered around that that midwinter kind of a moment where everybody's together. We're all having, you know, we're having fun. Uh, and we're just celebrating video games. And I think that'd be just hilarious to, to be able to do on a regular basis. I would love to do like a, an FC3 Winter Eden miss. So that's that's my vote, at least. Of course, there's also, you know, if you go Star Trek lore, you know, going to weddings naked, that'd be hilarious. Like a Betazoid wedding. That'd there's be... a First Contact Day, Federation Day. Oh, yeah, nice. Oh. Federation Day. May the 4th be with you is, oh, is yeah, a thing that, that exists these days from Star Wars. I mean, people, it, well... Not people, nerds say mm-hmm. that to each other yeah. and annoy like non-nerds. With you know what's it. amazing to me? I went to my first mass in ages recently, a couple weeks ago when my daughter went through her graduation ceremonies at Aquinas. The first, part, the opening of it is a baccalaureate mass, and it's the first mass I really sat in in a long time. And they don't, they they've changed the traditional wording. So when they say "peace be with you," and you know how we always yeah. say, and also with you, with you, it's now That's something completely yeah. different. And because I started breaking and also with you and everybody else is saying something different around me, yeah. I'm like, oh, I better shut up. I'm the lapsed Catholic well, over here. But it's like, I think it, I wonder if the Catholic Church responded to the fact that may the force be with you and also with you. No, we want to take separate ourselves from well, that. Well, I, I um been to a couple funerals that mm-hmm. have been uh, a full mass. And that's when I've been noticing. I would wonder what the impetus for that change was. Just Because the church doesn't like, change for anything typically. Yeah, it was just. It was odd, but it was funny. It was funny. I just start busting into my, the knee-jerk response. I'm like, oh, I'm wrong. Never mind. I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> may yeah. this be with you and also with you. No, may the force be with you. There you go. May the force be with you always. <laughs> so you got anything to add to this particular conversation, or are you going to tap out there over there, kiddo? I'm looking in. I think I'm tapping in. Uh, just go ahead and tap out. Get it over with. So we're going to just jump to the end because we have reached... The end of more monkey business. What about Festivus? Festivus for the rest of us. That's actually legit now. People have been following that lately. <laughs> so this has been Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con. Coming at you in mini form in three weeks, July 27th at the Grease Ridge Center Mall, followed by Cosplay Karaoke and the band Wicked at the 585 Rockin' Bar. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us wherever we go, and we'll lead you to where the entertainment is. Happy birthday, America, tomorrow. July 4th. <laughs> Love it. See, I slipped that in. Do you like that? I was very patriotic. I slipped that. Oh, I slipped it in. <laughs>